Welcome back to Working Class Radio. This is Detour Dan, and you're tuned in to Rewind My Life with special guests, Adam, the Miracle on Ice, and Texas Tony, that Englishman from across the Atlantic, bringing you the stories and the music that shaped our lives. Welcome back to Working Class Radio. This is Detour Dan, and you are tuned into episode four of 1980 Rewind My Life with special guests Texas Tony and the famous uh, Miracle on Ice, Adam. <laughs> now he's famous. <laughs> wow. Can we ride his shirt tails? Yes, Adam. Will you pay my bills? I'm a legend. You know, I think I've said it before. A legend in my own mind? Yes, yeah, you are. that's what it is, man. You are a legend in your own mind. You're a famous yeah. fucking legend around here. I'm glad that you yeah. are famous. The jury's yeah. still out, though. So tonight, we're going to bring you episode four from 1980 in the nice mood-lit room that Tony, Texas Tony has set <laughs> oh, yeah. the Welcome. tone uh, the mood for us to wonderful. discuss feelings. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we turned it down uh, for the feelings. Uh, we are right. talking feelings, angst, and when is that other shoe going to drop, and how it plays a role in the sounds of punk rock from different cities around the country and even across the pond of 1980. So we're going to kick off tonight with a song, Tony's song. Texas Tony wanted to hear this song. What song is that, Tony? Stand in the liver, Adam Man. Ooh, mm. came out in 1980. My namesake. <laughs> oh, that's why Adam's famous. That's why he got famous because he was named after Adam. <laughs> you mean you mean the cheek makeup didn't give it away, dude? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna kick it off with Stan and yeah, Deliver, you. Adam and, and then we're gonna pick up back up from episode three. Oh yeah, talking about our feelings and the other shoe dropping. I love Adam and man. Uh, so ride. thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy.
so that fear, like, yeah, like to up, cure yeah. the forest, that just feels like the other shoe's going to drop in the forest. Yeah. And like we're finally going to get the other foot's going to finally drop and we're going to see it, but it never happens. And that fear is always in the back of my mind that I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's, well, it seems like we all, we, well, it seems like I lived on fight, fight or flight. You know what I mean? All the fucking time. It it was fight or flight. And with you, you rub alcohol in, rub alcohol. In. <laughs> you put alcohol in the mix, and it's more more like just fight. You know what I mean? There's no flight. No, it was it and, was uh, fight. Stand your ground and fight. Yeah, well, you're gonna hurt me, so guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you as quick as I can, as bad as I can. So hopefully you don't get up. And that was bad. That, I remember identifying with. All right, this is gonna go. Yep. This is gonna go south yep. real quick. So I better be the one to jump in there yep. first. Yeah. And get mine in before they get me. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, nowadays I'm a gentleman. I'm like, go ahead, take your first fucking punch. Like are, that are, are you really? <laughs> no, no. It's like last resort. <laughs> last resort. I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just giving, right. I'm just giving them time to get my gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was taught that you didn't kick somebody when they were down. I was taught to get, yeah. let them get back up, box back, it out. Back in the day, yeah. And fuck this, the street I grew up on. My brother and I were the only white kids. Like it was a multicultural block, right? There was Chinese, a Chinese family next door. There was Mexicans down the street. And there was a family from Detroit, and it was we didn't know what race was. I was peach. I was peach until the time I got into junior high because peach was the only color crayon I could get out of the box that would color, be yeah. close to my pigmentation. Speak to me. I'm was not there, white. I'm peach. You speak was to it flesh tone. It, there was no flesh tone. You know, it was close to flesh tone, but just, it was peach. It discontinued that shit, right? You know, flesh grand. tone. I think so. I don't, uh, I don't even know. Probably. I can't remember the last I time I picked up a yeah. box of Crayolas. Yeah, probably. Because I know my, my gra- grandbaby calls me Pinky. Pinky? <laughs> well, you are pink. She goes, you ain't white, you're a Pinky. <laughs> you but I mean? that right there, I mean, we didn't know any different with race or any of that. We were a multicultural group that yeah. we banded together as kids. Yeah. Like, anybody came in and started fucking with our street and yeah. fucked with us, we were together, unified as one. Yeah. It, it was wasn't just, until junior high till I got introduced to bigger groups of people that that all started playing a factor. What's junior high? When did you get out of that? 18? So, no. Junior high for no. me, I started at 12 years old. You start at 12 and you get out when? Yeah, three years. So, by 14, 15, oh, you got you're junior, going to the, junior, junior high to high. high school. Now they call uh, it middle school. Yeah, hell. they call it middle school now. In, in, in SoCal, it was 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th grade. So uh, it's like uh, 11 to 14, somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, for us, it was 7th, 8th, and ninth. Yeah. 16, you're out the door it's in England. <laughs> that's that's why you can drink with a responsible parent. <laughs> Did you have what? I miss that. What? At, at 16, you're out the door. You, you oh, oh it's, you got a two-year jump on us. We wait till they're 18 before yeah, we kick nah, them out, nah. I guess. I think that don't really happen now. I mean, the sixth form, I mean, they have a sixth form. They call it a sixth form because, like, in big school, as we call it, or yeah, um, it was yeah, one through five. And then the smart kids who had a shot or ones who paid attention and read their books and stuff, they went on to a sixth form. A couple of people I know actually went on to university <laughs> with some really smart people. And the girl used to sit next to me, bless her. But um, I should have paid more attention. <laughs> I mean, but um, no, I can't say that. Um, it was you were out the door at sixteen, and you either had a job or you were claiming unemployment. So what everyone did was went on the unemployment, and then went and worked cash. Well, for all the those that don't know, unemployment in England is called the dole. Dole. And many people in England in the eighties, in nineteen eighty, were on the dole. Guess what? Guess what form you had to sign to get the dole? 
<laughs> yeah, tell me that. It was uh, it was the UB40 form. Something oh, I, fuck me, dude. Something <laughs> I did not know. Did not know that UB40 got their name from Is that the where they doll. got their name? UB40? So got their, yeah. So the name of the form to sign on for the doll is a UB40. Oh, they're, cooler, they're cooler than I thought they were. Yeah, they are. They're fucking badass. <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't never, even, I don't even knew, start down the rabbit hole that. of, so of UB40 with Tony. Their first album. Oh, I know. It's, love their fir- yeah, their first album, signing off. Oh, uh, I did. I <laughs> yeah. am. I am dim, dude. What the fuck? I wouldn't have known it either until Tony told me the other yeah. day. Yeah. Fuck me. That's it, interesting. Because everyone was on the fucking doll. Everyone. But here it is, fight or flight. And, yeah. you know, the descendants are just getting together in mm. 1980. And they give us a song called it's a, it's a Hectic World. And it is a hectic world. We don't know whether or not tomorrow's going to be a good day, bad day. We just know that there's going to be something that's going to drop on us that next day. And I, I, I remember living like that as a kid. Good day, bad day. Oh, they're going to sign you up for the army and we're going to go to war. But yeah, so I mean, the descendants with a hectic world. Like we should, you guys should listen to that song. I'm going to give you. Yeah, let's listen to it. It's I'd a hectic it, world. Man. Here it is, the descendants. It's a hectic world. Bring it. This plays right into what's going on in the world. Like that descendant song is one of the fastest ones that I've heard them play. And that is off their first stuff. It's a hectic world. And it starts to get us into the eighties punk from Southern California. Yeah. Driving Whoa. driving right on that old surf rock. Like all oh. those sounds are coming out just faster. Yeah, it's like uh the Beach Boys going punk. It's, it's so surfs <laughs> up, dude. It definitely is. SoCal had that sound back in back in 1980 and a lot of other bands emulate that as as the years go on as we'll find out was that where it was that where it kind of broke out was in the 80s i mean in southern california or did every bay area like northern california southern california east coast west coast thing you know what i mean well we, we touched on it in the last episode like there's no internet so 
Yeah. We're we're only subjected to what shows up in our towns in yeah. our area, yeah. and so with you guys breaking out in '77 with yeah. punk going everywhere in London, yeah. we're getting glimpse of it, yeah. but we don't really know it, yeah. and so it takes what it takes for it to get over here. So '77 yeah. it it kicks off in London, yeah. but 1980 we're still just starting to get the Ramones. The Ramones are there, yeah. like it's all coming out in New York because you're a little closer to London. But by yeah. the time it gets to the West Coast. We're looking at the descendants, and we're kind of emulating some of the stuff that you would hear from like television. Whatever's alternative, whatever your expression was, that's yeah. punk. I remember she, I lived in Colorado for three and a half years. Right, I would re, I'd hear something on a radio or or bootleg radio or something like that. You know what I mean? And then I'd be like, "Where can I get this record?" Oh. And it would take about three years to get to Colorado. You know? Yeah, from either New York or West or or California. You know what I mean? I'm like. Fuck, dude. Well, think about it. Nobody's traveling. No. We're not We're not in the Wally Wagon and the Stace yeah. Wagon you going across the country. You can't download it. Oh, I just, and we're, and I just we're not. got that reference of Wally Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. And you're we're gonna, not flying anywhere because you're going to get fucking hijacked. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to be whistling Dixie out your asshole. Yeah, that movie's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but... but um, but here that it came is. Out in the 80s. So <laughs> let's go into it. Like '77, you get those bands that are all working class coming out of London mm. and England, and they're coming yeah. out all over. And it's taking its time in in England to transform yeah. into what it is. Yeah. And then we get the exploited. In 1980 gives us mm. what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's a totally different sound than what we're hearing in the United States. Yeah. And it's fucking hard. It's fast. It's fucking pretty hard. It is pretty hard. It's like that garage punk. It's it's kind harder of, than that. It's oh, more it? that street punk that's coming out. Like okay. Gutter punk and punk. Yeah, oh, I mean, you guys delicious. had it going with Iron Maiden coming out with their debut album. Yeah. Judas Priest dropping albums out, like Break the Laws, yeah. a song um, that comes out in 1980, Breaking yeah. the Law. I mean, and, if, uh, yeah, I mean, for, they were metalheads, and it was like we had nothing to do with those people. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, they were all long hair, leather jackets, and stuff like that. But there still was that influence of sound coming oh, out yeah, absolutely. music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let, let's look at it. Here's the exploited with what are you going to do? Oh. What are you doing tonight, Danny? What are you going to do? What are you going to for? Yeah. 
That's 1980 coming out of England. And that, the exploited asked us a question, what are you going to do? So here it is. We're starting to get that angst. And what are we going to do? Are we going to sit back and pop volume and drink gin martinis and learn how to cross our legs? And no, no. order through anarchy, bitches. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to we're going to rock the boat and do what they do the opposite of what they told us. The exact opposite. It's like telling an addict what what they need to do. Yeah. Tony, oh, that, you, that you need to works. button your fly, Tony. What? What? No, like, I well, don't. It's like tell an addict, tell an addict what to do if you don't want them to do it. Exactly. Tell them not to do it if you want them to do it. But, that, um, makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. But, but that, here it is. That's that's the sound that's coming out of England at that point. And I fucking we're, love it. We're not. That, we're, that, we're getting little tastes of that over here in America. That was badass, but it, it but it sounded like it belonged in a different rally. Well, I'm sure. Were, that, were it, they associated with any? They weren't associated with anything like that. They were always towards the youngsters that were trying to get out of that National Front movement. Oh, okay. They were always trying to fight to get away from that because, fuck, who wants the hatred? That was, that was part of the man, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're pulling away well, from, that's, from all the bullshit. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is like, if you look at the National Front, I mean, they're just a, they're just a fascist unit, you know what I mean? And it's like... Fascist, communism, blah de blah. You know what I mean? It all goes hand in hand eventually, and so that music would would have been. I bet they would have loved to have them, them guys on stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you listen to the lyrics, none of it's about that propaganda. No, I mean the National Front. They were like a pop up of fucking let's use any plastic thing we can to sell and manipulate the mind of the youth coming up yeah, for our off. own political agenda. Yeah, like. What was it? Communists against rock? No, rock against communists. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. so. <laughs> like, look at look at the platforms that the National Front used to try yeah. to recruit people. Oh yeah, and yet they were still underlining preaching hate. Yeah. this is the answer to that. What are you going to do? No, we're going to go the other direction, and we're going to fucking band together with anybody and everybody. And that's the beauty about being a punk rocker. Is it? Yep. The punk scene didn't fucking discriminate against anybody. If you were an outcast, you belonged. That's the whole thing about punk. I, I don't and, think there's one punk show or that I've ever fucking been to where I've seen a, a racially motivated struggle. I mean, I see people fuck people up, but I, yeah, it's but not most, typically because somebody's calling out somebody from you know their national or their uh, ethnicity or whatever. But well, when that that element would show up in the punk scene, at least here in the Bay Area, we fucking fought. Yeah. yeah, we stood our ground and ran them the fuck out of the shows. Like, yeah. take your fucking hate and get the fuck out of here. Straight up, this is a safe place. Because remember, in 1980, if your hair is a different color, yeah. if you got a mohawk, if you look different than anybody else, yeah. you're an outcast. Even even the punks, like even the punks, didn't like the punks with the mohawks. <laughs> they were a different on uh, Piccadilly Circus, and you would see it, and it and it was just. It wasn't the hair, it wasn't how you dressed or his skinhead or whatever. It was just 
you was selling something that you shouldn't be selling on my street. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna come and take back our. Streets. It was more of a a neighborhood thing. It was a neighborhood thing. You know what I mean? But at the same point, for me, me growing up here in the Bay Area, the rednecks would throw shit at us. Yeah. People would fucking call you all sorts of names that we're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah. As you're just walking down the street yeah, and the, throw things at you out of their cars. The punks went through that because you went from clean, clean cut. I mean, we were we were suited and booted, you know what I mean, as skinheads, and we were clean cut. Then you go to the punks who have got rips everywhere and, you know, just hair, you know, just sticking up in the air with pink and yellow or whatever. And it was like, and so they would they would get set upon by like the Teddy Boys or, or anyone. You know anyone. I mean? Yeah. And that that's the way it was here. Like, yeah. it, you were you were definitely targeted yeah you were a target i remember fucking rednecks getting out of trucks with two by fours and chasing us down the streets and (laughs) that's fucked up dude i'm this this is what's going on and i remember so this is fast forwarding a little bit but even by the time i was in fourth grade my mother being a beautician i was able to get my hands on hair product so for halloween my best friend in elementary school, we got faux hawks and blue hair and spikes and all that stuff going on yeah. because we've seen it in the magazines from England and not one person around our elementary yeah. school or anybody in the neighborhood is dressing yeah. like that. So it was an easy Halloween costume yeah. rather than an everyday well, wear. It feels it feels good to look different too, though, doesn't it? You know what I mean? So you, you don't have to look like the flock. You don't have to be a part of the flock, yeah, and exactly. it, it gives you your individuality. Yeah. Like we were talking about with the Cure and Joy Division, and and how this is making you feel that you can identify. You're finding your identity. And back then, the gay community flocked to punk shows. Like we were all intertwined. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what you were, mm-hmm. who you mm-hmm. liked, what you were about. If you were different and felt unsafe out on the streets, yeah. the, the punk shows was a safe place, a safe haven for you to get off the street, out nice. of that violence, out of that turmoil, and be able to go be you. Yeah. Just do you. Yeah. yeah, just do you. Just man. do you, man. That's and somehow, I mean, we that's later the, on in life, we forget about that, but that's that the is really what punk rock, in my mind, stands for. Yeah, that's just cool. do you, whatever it is. And that's so the, the exploit is coming out of, out of England, right? So then we get over to New York and we got the plasmatics coming out and they've got a totally different take on what the sound of punk should be. And we're starting to see that every city's got a different style and a different sound, but yet we're all talking about the same thing. We're all talking about wanting to identify and be a part of something. I mean, Butcher Baby is a fucking harsh song and it just comes out screaming and yelling and it is fucking punk to the core. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Fucking name like that. So let's hear it. Let's hear what New York's coming out with in 1980. Here we go with the plasmatics and butcher, butcher baby. baby. They're gonna put you away. It's is so shit. Butcher baby, dressed up in red. Butcher baby, messing your head. Butcher baby, gone at night. Butcher baby, turn on the light. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
So the plasmatics with Butcher Baby. Tony, what do you think of that? Is that something that you were listening to at 17? No. <laughs> That's the sound of New York coming out. A yeah. little harder, a little faster. Yeah, that that was definitely like hardcore, fast, you know what I mean, in your face, fucking aggressive, whatever it was, you know what I mean? But it was... I mean, I mean, they had everything going with it, you know what I mean? Like the guitar, the drums, the, the female singers on it, like that, you know what I mean? And I love sushi in a bit. Sushi? Sushi? Yeah, you like sushi? Yeah, like, you're I definitely like the 80s. I like sushi. <laughs> Su- Susie and the Banshees, you know what I mean? I always had a thing for that, those bands with the female clicking it or female singer. But... um Especially one singing that tough. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, she is yeah. fucking tough. You know, you say. You and know. I mean, I know you brought up sushi and all. And sushi. Like, in 1980, the Vapors came out with a song that the we Vapors. can't even play because it's not yeah. appropriate for this day and age. But turning Japanese, yeah. the Vapors came out in 1980 <laughs> with right. turning Japanese. There's I remember no dancing fucking to it. way you could put that out. <laughs> not now. Not no, in this day and age. No fucking way. No. I mean, Dire Straits, fucking MTV. You can't even play that because the golden earrings, that little bat. You know what I mean? It's just, um, I don't know. It's weird. You can't. I don't yeah. know. I mean, when do words get so offensive that you can't say them? It's, it's gotten there. If it you hurts somebody's I mean? feelings, we're not allowed for that. But back to Butcher Baby, like that is hard. <laughs> and that just kind of, it leads us into that New York hardcore scene yeah, like hardcore. It, it branches yeah, off into a hardcore scene there yeah it's definitely got dc that. new york and even boston we get the freeze out of boston and they're they're not happy with anybody coming to boston like their song that comes out in 1980s the freeze i hate tourists <laughs> like <laughs> yes don't come to boston i can relate <laughs> yes so can i but it's not necessarily the tourists i don't mind the tourists so much because they go home yeah they it's leave the transplants us. that i just can't I deal just with fucking hate people <laughs> well i like i like he said, that I that like, comes from the miracle on ice and his little bubble out of torrents he doesn't like anybody in his I like, bubble i like people not just i just i like you're so I like, angry i like Adam. individuals i just don't like people as a group there's nothing I about think. not like it's not just fucking hate what's there people. what's there to not like yeah it's fucking funny man well shit let's hear what boston has to say about tourists yeah, let's man check Let, out boston let's, let's hear we go i'm excited here's, to hear. here's I, the I, freeze from boston yeah rip it up i hate tourists
Here it is. Boston answers to some of that anger and angst that's boiling over and fermenting in our lives. Like, I hate tourists, but yes, I love your women. All in that, all in those lyrics. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, I hate tourists. <laughs> I really do. You know, uh, you know, living in a tourist community as we all do up here, like that. Yeah, well, you, you're you're in a special tourist community. You're out there in Sonoma in the wine country, yeah, it's special to where wine. nobody can drive that two hundred fifty thousand dollar Corvette that's no. driving down the road. But yet, the tourist that's coming to buy the wine yeah. sure can rent that car for the weekend and drive around your neighborhood. So, I have a question though: yeah. is is that song specifically geared towards a physical tourist, like black socks and sandals with their fanny pack and their camera, <laughs> or? Is it a play on words? Like if you're a fucking tourist, you're just visiting or you're fucking pretending to be, you know, the you know song what I talks mean? about them being on the road and cutting them off and going slow. And well, that's the uh, thing. fanny packs have not been invented in 1980. So I don't know if socks and sandals were back then either, but you know, you're pretty much close. That so, tacky so tourist they, is on its way. So I'm, I'm getting a little too deep for the music then, I guess like it, cause they physically, talking about I think they're just talking shit that's happening to them on, on the road so to speak not only that showing up in their town fucking shit up making them stand in line yeah I mean Boston it's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, right. yeah, it's another tourist you. town right so yeah. everything goes not being able to go eat oh, because it's packed with tourists because it's packed with fucking people that don't yeah, that can, aren't from there. Or exactly. All you want to do is get over to the other side of the fucking square, and it takes you forty-five minutes because all the tourists are trying to find a parking spot. Oh, you know what? You know what I, mean? I can relate now. It's like oh. driving back from <laughs> the miracle fucking, on ice has popped his bubble and come out. From he's finally Nap- seeing <laughs> some world behind. <laughs> when you're driving back from Napa Valley and all those fucking people wine tasting and yeah. shit, and you just want to get fucking home because you've been working all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, now okay all right it, it makes sense like yeah it clicked think about the two lane roads that you're driving on yeah. and they're crowded with people that aren't from here so you don't hate every people you just hate tourists no it's pretty much everybody <laughs> adam back on his boiling of hate no yeah. no i don't know i mean you're angry adam that's through, what they say right? i got through fa- i told you some people say i'm yeah i got a lot of pent up <laughs> i just anger. wonder like did they teach hate at the miracle on ice on all those disney ice shows that your mother took you to well, in the bubble i mean you've heard all the shit about disney coming out now right well yeah. that that wasn't you at six years old no you definitely weren't thinking about walt disney you were thinking no, about mickey mouse i was starry-eyed for sure I was thinking about yeah. Minnie Mouse. Yeah, well, dude, Tony, you, you're a different breed. They were, they were awesome shows. Dude. <laughs> I've even yeah. taken my kids. To, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm taking my kids to see the fucking Disney on ice show. Straight, see, the, I swear to God. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What no, we were taught back then no, is still what we go to when it pops up in our lives these days. There was a moment where I dated a woman that had a, had a son. And oh, I remember that. I yeah, just I didn't that. know how not to react the way my dad reacted to me. And yeah. it took a lot to not act the way my dad acted to me. Like, I just, I had to fight that. I gave you that book, didn't I? What book? Raising a Son. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And that kid, he he taught me more about myself than anybody else. He was a a good kid, right? He was. Yeah, I I taught him how to work on cars with me. Yes, right. He learned how to spin records. Like, he used to tell me, like, I remember her pulling him out of schools, and he was starting different schools, it seemed like, every year, because it wasn't a stable lifestyle right yeah and he would just tell me how bad it was at school and i could always tell him he could start his day over and when i was having fucking bad days and he would see that hey look dad you can just start your day over at any time and here's here's an eight-year-old kid telling me the same stuff i just told him to get out of a situation that's a david carradine moment like the uh the student has Become the teacher. Exactly. But crazy, dude. Back to when it went to discipline and then when he would do things that I didn't didn't think he should be doing and he knew he shouldn't be doing, like Boonies get sneaky. I wanted to resort to the way my dad treated me as a kid and I had to step back to break that cycle and that chain. Like I didn't it it scares me how much that was ingrained in me that I had to take a look at that stuff. And what was the what was what was the thing he said when you had kids, right? I'm never gonna never gonna be like my dad. They they said, "Oh yeah, never gonna be like your father." Fuck! I look in the mirror and I'm like, "What the fuck happened to me, dude?" Your dad's better looking than you, so at least he's got that going. I was gonna compliment you on your uh, on your character with with that with that stepchild, dude. But fuck off! Fuck off! Uh, No, but seriously, you had nothing to worry about. You're a good dude, man. So well, that was breaking that cycle is a hard thing to do, and all that stuff was instilled in me between the ages of fucking five and. An eleven, right? Yeah. This is elementary school. I'm starting to pick sponges all that stuff up. up. Yeah, dude, I, I straight up swore, like you said, I, Tony. I, I straight up out loud a million fucking times. Oh, I'll never be like that motherfucker. It was an aff- affirmation of mine. And like- then uh, before I got sober, it was I was exactly like that motherfucker, <laughs> like to a T. Only I was still present. Okay, so I had one up on him, but that was just yeah. an excuse to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Yeah, and. Yeah, I had to get my like with the kid. I not wanting to be like my father, right? So yeah. I, I, it, I had to get my shit together, yeah. or or I was just doing the same shit. Not exactly, but but you, you know. weren't going to break that cycle. No, no, and it was the that same. cycle goes generations. Yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. it's fucked Who, up. Like a, my dad treated me the way he was treated when he was a kid. Well, that's the thing. Who breaks the chain? Somebody's got to break the chain, Somebody, and I'm like, glad that I get to be there. Right now, on who I am today, that I don't have to live that way that I my parents were raised. Yes, yeah. yeah, agreed. And back to that, I hate tourists. I just fucking don't like people showing up in town. It it hinders my day. But that's me being self centered. Yeah. Like when I'm a tourist in other cities, I will not break out a map. I do not. <laughs> well, you don't do want to get fucking mugged. Yes, <laughs> I, that, that survival instinct pops up to where I ain't buying a fucking. Oh no! no already we, yeah. dressing uh-uh. differently than the norm in the city I go into. Oh yeah. 
makes me stick out like a sore thumb, but I also yeah. don't want to be that victim because I learned on the street, like, do not show that you don't know because you now are that sucker. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah, that person. Know where you're going before you fucking go there. Yeah. Exactly. And walk in like you own it. <laughs> you got right. If you, yeah. if you, you, you right. act yeah. like you belong, then yeah. you belong. Yeah. In all honesty, it took me a long time to fucking learn that one, you know? No uh, dad around, raised by my mom, but yeah. not criticizing it by any means. But yeah, it took. It, well, it's just it, a fact of life, isn't it? it fact huh? of your life, just a fact of your life, isn't it? Yeah, it, it took me a long fucking time to like walk into a room proud of myself. Yeah, you well, know, I mean, well, there's self hatred. Like we're taught self hatred. We're not enough. Self hatred, self loathing, self fucking pity, self fucking. It goes back to that. Do not share your feelings. Yeah. Bottle that up and ferment it. Stuff it down. Like, you're never enough. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know about you guys, but I was always told, like, oh, yeah, the elementary school teachers would tell you, oh, you could be president. You could be whatever you want in this country. Yeah, bullshit. You know, you know, you know what? I was always told How? I would have never amount to shit. Do you know what I got oh, really? when I was in school was fucking being compared to my older brother, right? Who was very, very, oh, yeah, very, up. very smart. And the teacher's saying, your brother used to be so much better at this than you. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, right there. It tells you, you know what I mean? well, what the fuck am I going to be? Exactly. Oh, you've you know? already told me I can't amount to nothing. Exactly. And it wasn't just one teacher. I mean, I guess my brother was like a teacher's pet of all, you know what I mean? And every fucking class, it would, I'd get the same teacher that my brother got, and it, they'd be like, well, why, why are you struggling so much? I mean, your brother breezed through this stuff, you know. I mean, I'm like, fuck because off. I'm from Texas, I'm not from yeah, the east exactly. end of London, exactly. Yeah, we ain't so smart, you know. That the worst but thing that's that's part of it, that's what attracted punk rock and that new wave and that goth sound. And like, it allowed us to identify with other people that were feeling the same thing. Well, yeah, because the whole attitude of fuck you, fuck this, fuck everybody came from a young age because it's like, you ain't going nowhere. The teacher used to, oh, Mr. McKenzie, I wish I could fucking, you know what I mean, meet him again. He was a little guy with a bald head and he used to have a comb over, right? And he'd go, hey, I've forgotten more about doing tricks and uh, and shit like that than you're ever going to go. And I'm like, fuck off, you fucking idiot like that. And we used to steal the money out of the, out of the school jackets, right? Because like, you used to hang your jacket up and then go into your class. So we'd steal all the money out of there and he'd catch us. And one day he caught me and John, Johnny Condon and that, and he said some shit to us, and we just tu- both turned on him and started booting him. <laughs> Already fighting authority. <laughs> we, were, we, were about, wow. we were about 12, 13. I mean, we were kind of big for our age, but it was like, you know, and then it was his word against ours, stuff like that. And then it was you got six of the best. Well, that that was the bonus here is that I learned after getting getting brought up at home that if somebody acted out towards me, I could – flinch enough to make it look like yeah. they were going to be violent and yeah. flip the fucking tables on them. And yeah. I learned that at a young age yeah. that, all right, you want to fucking play me out in public, I'll yeah. play you too. Yeah. Like, oh, and act like they hit yeah. me. Like Reverse that psychology. was straight up. <laughs> I never had any of that shit. You lived That's in a bubble. That's because the bubble, the bubble was protecting I, I, you. I feel like I'm outside the conversation right now. Yeah. I mean, I had like normal kid shit. You know, with fighting and stuff like that, but n- by no means that that sort of uh, yeah, only child, single mom. I mean, I well, give a give a prop. She did a good job. Yeah, I was in you know I was yeah, in I mean, Boy Scouts and Dick. I, got, I know. I got, I got thrown. <laughs> I used to rub it in a little bit. I got you know? I got thrown out of Boy Scouts. It was like two or three weeks in, right, for fucking fighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
seat. Yeah, fighting fight uh, fight with the old lady you were helping across the street. And then, <laughs> no. And then, <laughs> then I got an ass whooping when I got home because fucking my dad had just paid for the uniform that I just got. That oh, I'm, yeah. That I'm never going to wear because I just got booted out for fighting with some kid. Yeah, that was it. We could we could have never afford those extracurricular activities. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it was a big deal. You know yeah, what I mean? I bet it was. And, um, yeah. I bet you got your ass beat when you got home. <laughs> yeah. Fuck so that's it. That identifying stuff that would allow these feelings to that festered in us came out in punk rock. We found, at least I found, inside that group of people was the people that I wanted to be. Yeah. The outcasts. And along with that came fucking the alternative lifestyle of yeah. live fast and die young. Yeah. Do as much as you can. What? You got what? I've never tried that. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. And that's at a young age. Looks like you spell my name backwards. Why not? <laughs> oh, Why not? Shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally, All right. Literally, Texas literally, Tony with a Y. I, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't I, have caught that. That must have been an English <laughs> trick there in boarding school that you were, you were at. Hey, you want to try this? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? So with these identifying moments, like each city had their own sound yeah. and angst. Yeah. And there was groups of people that were gathering together that were feeling the same way. Like we get out to the West Coast, it gets a totally different sound. And West you get Coast. you get Flipper out of San Francisco, and they're telling you the world is fucking over. And right there hearing that song tells me I don't have a future. Yeah. I mean, even though the Sex Pistols told us there's no future, there was feelings of no future. Yeah. Like, Flipper has its own distinct Bay Area sound. Yep. Killer sounds came out of the Bay Area. Still are. Yeah, there's still a lot of good musicians coming out of the Bay Area. But yep. let's let's just talk about it. Like, that anger, that angst went into fucking laughing at it. Like, turn humor on it. And this is Flipper with Ha 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 Ha.
that's the scene out of San Francisco. You know, the TL, like, San Francisco was dirty and desperate yeah. from the 70s into the 80s. There was violence going on all over the place, homelessness. People weren't able to afford to live there, which is a lot like today. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Yeah. But that angst of fuck the world, fuck you, I'm going to go do what I want to do, party, have fun, and live my life to the fullest and not worry about the consequences. Yeah. Summer of Love was definitely that over. That song just Yeah, the hippies were done and gone. Like Crazy. Yeah. Think about it. The hippies got fucking loaded and strung out, and they <laughs> left their kids to fucking fend for themselves. Yeah. Interesting. Hence punk rock became so popular. But yeah, that was that was some hardcore Bay Area shit, you know what I mean? I, I gotta be honest, I would never have gone and bought that. But who knows if I was in that scene back then? Song's classic though. Well, but see, that's what we got to see. That's, that's what, what was saying. in the punk shows back yeah. then was Flipper. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying it's classic though, it's yeah. like, but I wasn't there, you know what I mean? So I can't all I hear is what I'm hearing in these headphones and oh, it's like yeah, fuck yeah. it now. You know what I mean? Wow. So as we jump back and 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 some of the lyrics from Holy I Hate Tourists are resonating now. Uh, the Miracle on Ice over here. Like, I yeah, I got to pay more attention. That's <laughs> like the light bulb. Pretty, went off. Yeah, like, dude, light bulbs keep popping. Yeah. This has been very interesting. The there aren't too many tourists in our graveyards, yeah. and all their kids are pissing in our sand. Yeah. They'd be better off if we sent them to Iran. Like, yeah. fuck. Here it is. We, we're getting. Tiptoeing yeah. into the politics of what's going on around the world because yeah. in 1980 the hostages are still there, still there, and the freeze are talking about it. Dude, while how, while how many, Flipper's telling us, "Hey, fuck the world's over. Let's go out. Let's go get laid. Let's yep. go hit a fucking half an hour fucking piss in the sink hotel in the TL. Hell yeah, and let's have some fun." Because how, how we're many other anyways. how many other songs are slipping in like political fucking shit like that that I have just glossed over? Yeah, and this this is a the lot. beginning. Nineteen eighty, yeah. we start getting real political with the music that's coming out. Yeah, I mean it was political in England, but in the seventies when punk hit here, we weren't so political yet. Yeah, and it is on its way. We're just at the beginning of it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that is I, totally interesting, man. I, mean, I never grasped that. Well, I mean, like, not at all. Who, who, I got to pay more attention. As far as I know, who was the the most prolific um, political singer of that time? It was like Bob Dylan, wasn't it? Uh, well, I don't know about the eighties. He was he was in the sixties. Oh, sixties. I mean, yeah. at this point, we got Jello Biafra. That's yeah, yeah. Dead Kennedys Jell-O came out there. in the late seventies, and yeah. they are straight political. Yeah, like they do yeah. not stop. Feinstein, they're talking about everybody. Well, Jell- this is, no, Governor yeah. Brown, like. Yeah. Everybody. Jello was the first name that popped into my head as well. Was Jello, but I, I don't. I, maybe that's just because I got tunnel vision. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I mean? Like I got un- bubble vision. Yeah, I got bubble vision. <laughs> Unfo- fucking, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> you know, but and, yes. And then so, you'll say something. I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot that motherfucker. Yeah, they're pretty political. See, that's the thing. Is like. I, I don't remember it. Oh, fuck, it was. It was political, the, the punk rock movement and everything, you know what I mean? Because there was nothing going on. Nobody had a job. They were closing all the factories up north. <clears throat> Excuse me. All the manufacturing had gone from London, um, I think by design, because they pushed it all, all up north because they had the big stacks up there. <laughs> and that's where we're at here is industry has left the bigger cities, yeah. and there's nothing left. Nope. There's no jobs to be had, so people are turning to Judas Priest, breaking the law. There you go. Like, that is a way breaking and a source law. of income. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, what are you going to do? if, the, if the, A lot of people um, 
I don't know if I'm too close or too far away, but a lot of people were uh, would go to the factories on Harold Hill, which is in S West in Romford, <coughs> and you had the Lee Cooper jeans. They had the jean factory there, so you you had a job as either a mach- machinist, seamstress, whatever. Then there was others where you just did the punching, the soldering, the ribboning, or, yeah, or the little electronic boards that were coming out for radios yep. and you know it's, stuff like that. Um, was everywhere, but then it just all went by the wayside. You know what I mean? And then all these jobs, because it, when we left school, you pretty much had like three choices. You go down to Eastern Avenue and work for Eastern Avenue, Avenue Double Glazing, and there's a move, movie made about that, um, about the scam on... Anyway, it's another story. That was the 80s, though. But um, you had that, the Double Glazing, you had construction, or you went into the factories. You know what I mean? A lot of people that I know, or Her Majesty's service, or Her Majesty's service, and that paid that paid about sixteen quid, less than less than thirty dollars a week. Uh, A week? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Or maybe even a month. You didn't. It wasn't like uh, you're going to make some money by doing getting in the army. You know, not until not until not until you get way up in the ranks. No, I've never enlisted. But all this all this music has got us identifying ourselves. Yeah. Finding people that are like-minded like yourself yeah. and questioning authority. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's brought out that you better question what's coming at you because you it's to. not all real. Yeah, you got to. You only get told what you get told on the news and you only get told what you read in the newspapers. You know what I mean? It's like like looking back now going, God, was that all fake? You know what I mean? Was it I bet st- there was a shitload of it that was <laughs> fucking <laughs> fake. Bro. You know what I mean? It's like... What were they? Sm- well, you you'd like to hope that back then you still had free press to some extent, but, wow. I, yeah, I, I, but I don't know, man. They, I mean, they were making money on stories then, you know. What I mean, that's why they had page three girls that showed their tits. <laughs> they, they, Think they about it. Some- I mean, we go back to the '30s when radio comes out. People are tuned into the radio. Then yeah. television comes out. Oh, that was We're tuned prop- into that was the a television. Good fucking yeah. propaganda tool. The fucking <laughs> yeah. Straight radio up. Did. So they learned that they can manipulate yeah. the masses yeah. with these tools. Yeah. And this is why you had to search out these scenes, the punk rock scenes, the new wave scenes, the ska scene. Like, yeah. it wasn't mainstream. Yeah. And fuck, it was so much fun to be able to go and find that new stuff that yeah. nobody else was listening to and find your your place in this world. Oh, I used to love that, man. But when I like, people were like, you're weird. You, you listen to some weird shit, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, like, followed six months. Hey, man, can I get a copy of that? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought it was weird, huh? Getting teased because you, you listen to that. I remember yeah. that that one on the school grounds. I remember like, bringing Prince home. <laughs> the, the album, Prince, right? That's a good album. Purple dude. Rain. Oh, one of the he's best. Ama- he's amazing. Oh, the dude, dude. Yeah, dude. So I came over here. Well, that that's after your flock of seagulls, Hairdale. Like, I know. You, see you, what? You're moving so far forward into the 80s yeah. that you just want to age yourself. Well. Life has done that. <laughs> yes, time keeps on yeah, slipping, we, slipping. We, <laughs> but you know, here it is. We're coming to the end of 1980. We still got hostages being held in Iran. Still, there's a civil war going on down in El Salvador, and people are dying all over this fucking globe. Yeah. And yet, we have a cold war. There's still a wall that divides fucking east and west, yeah. and. There is no bright, shiny future for that 50s fantasy life. Like, it just is dead. Doesn't exist, is it? It doesn't. And people are fucking getting irate about it. And not only that, TV is still a good tool to where 
your parents are sitting at home watching Dallas. They're watching these TV sitcoms and they're getting wrapped up in it. And that's what the world has become. And we're out there on the street learning something different and seeing what's real and what's not. You know, we're talking about like the white picket fence, American dream thing. Isn't isn't that about the time like uh, condos and shit like that started coming out where you you didn't buy a house, you, you, you bought a unit? Right, I don't even know. I'd have to look that up. I'll look that up before we venture into 1981. Because that's kind of how I remember my childhood until my mom got a house when I was like a freshman in high school, and she actually bought a a, house, an actual home. Yeah. Uh, But before that, yeah, it was. I want to say it was condos. Yeah, that was like the big ticket because houses were getting priced out. People could could own something. That was the thing. You could own something, and it was it was. with HO, HMAs? H-O- HOAs? HOAs. HOAs. Yeah. HOAs yeah. You know what I mean? So you got low maintenance, no yards. <laughs> I mean, you got. Yeah. On the back of it, you got a room for a dog to take a piss and that. So but they've just been downsizing living yeah. space since, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the, it's the, the, that's that's the way. It's, it's the big city way, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to be living in cubicles. <laughs> Soon enough, with <laughs> tiny homes. Yeah. We're yeah, here. Yeah, straight up, right? Oh, they yeah. want tiny, tiny homes, homes now. Tiny and homes. I don't think it's a bad idea. You it's know, not, for it, it, the idea, but I think it can definitely be worked to force a large portion of the population into it tiny homes. could. Well, that, that's something that goes on in 1980. There, the commercialism isn't there. Like, we're making our own clothes. We're making our own style to fit in with these people that we're finding in this punk scene. Yeah. And that's part of what makes us an outcast. But we learn how to do it ourselves. Like we're taking that World War II mentality, fix what's broken so you can keep using it rather than going and buying something new because we couldn't afford nothing new. You had to make do with what you had. Like there was a lot of times as a kid that I had an uncle that was a janitor and the lost and found from a different elementary school was a new clothes to me. (laughs) Like. And you nice. could get something there and make something out of it. Yeah. And at least my mother taught me how to bleach clothes. And this Dude. isn't so early in 1980. That'll come on Dude. later on yeah. in the 80s. But as we wrap up 1980. I digress, though, right now. when you Because I was thinking about the first pair of fucking Levi's I ever bought. 501s. Blue, 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 right? And then back in those days, you had to sit in the bathtub to fucking make them shrink to fit your body. That was, was sh- their get down. Shrink, shrink to, fit. to fit. And then you never wash them again. Well, right? well that that was some of the bikers back in the 70s. Yeah, they, they, the, their um, pants could stand up. But the skinheads, what they did. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story. So I'm in the bathtub, right? Up to my belly. Well, I didn't have a belly then, but up to up on my waist, right? And I got these brand new fucking jeans on, right? And what you did is you got a bottle of bleach and you poured a line of bleach, right? And then you went over a few inches, and then you poured a line of bleach into the wall, right? And it sank into the water and got into your jeans. And when it worked, it looked a bollocks, right? But your Levi's, you came out, and you had blue and white stripes. All the way around. It was bleach. And that was a skinhead look, was the blue and white stripe, like that bleach. See, over here in America, we didn't learn how to sit in a tub and... <laughs> And oh, pour really? bleach on yourself. That was okay. that came down like when you had poison oak. <laughs> you scratch, you yeah. put some bleach in the tub, and then you jump in, and it burns out the poison oak. I was having a we had dish pans <laughs> you could put bleach in and throw your pants in. I, I at first he said it, I'm like, okay, he's got the pants on, he's in the tub, and then he's like, I poured bleach in the tub. I'm like, okay, he doesn't have the pants on. He's dipping the pants are in the bottom of the tub, and he's pouring bleach into the water. The and he's like, but I'm in up to my belly. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I had to look good, man. No, oh, good. fashion, uh, okay. fucking 
kills. Fashion does burn it, your skin. It works. On, it works shit. on the front, but yes, you do have to take the backs off, and then you pour the bleach on the backside too to get the same effect on the back. With while wearing while not wearing the pants. Yeah. No, so what? couldn't you do the whole thing while not wearing the pants? Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could, but that was not the way to get it done in the east end of London. Uh, yeah, you do you, brother. It's yeah. all good, man. <laughs> so with it, we're coming to an end of 1980 on Rewind My Life. You know, this episode was sponsored by Chapter 11 Records. You know, our introduction introduction song, Rewind My Life, is The Randoms out yes. of Sonoma on Chapter 11. Thank you, boys. Yep. Thank you, thank thank you, you guys thank you. for that introduction song. You guys are the bollocks. So we're going to end it with X-Zine from L.A. And this is oh, the L.A. Yeah. sound with the Los Angeles. So I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard here. This is Detour Dan getting ready to sign off. To, uh, Texas, Tony. Uh, much love to all the people I hate. <laughs> All the people <laughs> the miracle on ice hates, he loves you anyways. Uh, peace, everybody. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. <laughs>